0: What is up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to another AMA Live. We are off to a good start this morning. We're ready to rock and roll. Take your questions. And by the way, today's episode is brought to you by 100% Mindset. Go to shop.impacttheory.com right now. Get your self-signal your way to success, to glory, I say. All right, first question is from Gilherm. Gilherm Flurry. that's what I'm going with. Because of the fear of not being liked, I often catch myself trying to please everyone around me. In consequence of that, I can't help but feel like I don't have an identity. You frequently talk about how important having an identity and sticking to it is, and I was wondering if you could please go through the process of building one. Most definitely. So. I love that you ask about it in terms of it being a process. That's the thing that most people don't really understand is there's definitely a huge element of authenticity to building your identity, and I think that's really what you struggle with, but at the end of the day, you're building something, you're creating something. It's not just about taking whatever you feel is sort of your natural identity and riding with that. It really is deciding who you want to become, and then crafting your identity to make sure that it's consistent with that person that you want to become. Now, one of the hardest things to do when you're building that is to really embrace yourself, quirks and all, and that is part of the power, certainly, of connecting with people is being real, being yourself. So there's really two elements that you're going to have to understand. There's the part that's crafted to lead you to the person that you want to become, and then there are those elements that are really you being fun, being playful, being silly, if that's part of your personality and really embracing that. And the big breakthrough that I had in front of the camera doing what was originally called Inside Quest, now Impact Theory, is I I had these parts of my personality, whether they were things that I found interesting and I wanted to drill down on, but wasn't necessarily typical of an interview, or um, if I had a, a funny reaction or I was shocked or surprised that originally I was really keeping that in check and I wasn't letting it out too much. I had an image of what an interviewer was supposed to be versus what I was actually like interviewing. And so having the belief, simply the belief that being myself and being authentic and really letting myself shine through knowing that I was putting the energy and effort into becoming a great interviewer so that that part of the crafting the identity and being consistent with that and putting all that work in but then also on this side saying what do I look like me personally uh, as an interviewer what are the things that I find interesting that I can drill down on And the reason I say that it was important to just believe that that was going to be beneficial, to believe that authenticity was going to allow me to connect more deeply with people, that allowed me to just try and to experiment and to be myself and to go down those paths and to ask the questions that I wanted to ask, react the way that was honest to me, wasn't born out of like, oh, I just felt so confident in myself. It was born out of I just believed that that was a better way. So believing that authenticity is the very thing that's going to allow you to connect with people, I think is the missing piece for you. And so making sure that you lead with that belief so that you can trust your instincts. And when you can't trust your instincts, you're really in a dangerous position. And a lot of that, um, the ability to trust your instincts is going to come from just believing that authenticity is the right move always. And that, that's what allows you to connect with people, even when it means that you're less cool than you want to be. But knowing that hey, if I'm real, if I'm raw, if I'm vulnerable, then the right people are gonna be attracted to that. Not everybody's going to be, and you're definitely gonna turn some people off by being yourself, but A, it's the only thing that's sustainable because it's gonna be enjoyable to you because you're being real and true, and B, there's just something in the human psyche we can smell when somebody's not really being themselves, and it comes out in their body language, it comes out in the tone of voice, it comes out in their answers, it comes out in their level of consistency over time, so knowing that at the end of the day, what you're really trying to do is connect with people. And the only way to do that is to really be authentic. Then that makes it a lot easier to do because the goal isn't for them to think that you're cool. The goal is to really embody yourself in a way that's sustainable and in a way that's unique. And I just want to take a second to really put a fine point into that. Um, There's a great quote, I forget who said it, but be yourself, everybody else is already taken. And I, think that that's a really powerful way to think about the creation of that side of the identity process is to really recognize that if you want to stand out and quite frankly, enjoy your life, being who you really are, quirks and all is the only way because it's the only way that you're gonna bring something fresh and new to the table. All right. Oh my God, like we're really going with the hardcore names today. Uh, Drew Bojodi, Drew Bajodi. JAsu that is intense. My apologies to you for brutalizing your name. Recently, you talked about ditching patients, but I think patience helps in the long run. Why do you think ditching patients will help? This is so fascinating. Um, so patients in the long run is the only thing that I can tell you is guaranteed to fail. There may be some advantage to what people are the reason that people are telling you to have patience in the short term because here's what anybody trying to anybody telling you to have patience is trying to get you to understand one very simple thing whatever you're trying to accomplish it takes a very long time and so if you go into it and you're playing this short-term gain game chances are you're gonna do things that are damaging to your reputation long term that to me is not patience that to me is playing the long game you want to play the long game you want to be authentic you want to be a good person you want to do good things for people you want to invest in other people not because you're being patient because patient to me is a very passive position it's saying look i'm not going to like go all out today because at the end of the day this is going to take time this is a marathon it's not a sprint and so i need to pace myself that's what people hear when you tell them to be patient i know because i've seen it play out thousands of times so what happens when you tell people be patient is you're telling them hey look this is going to take a really long time anyway so pace yourself here's the reality and you're you're going to feel the truth of this instantly most dreams never come true most of the people that you know most of the dreams that you've had for yourself they haven't come true why not because they're brutally difficult the world is going to resist you. It is not going to be easy to overcome entropy, to overcome inertia. The only way that you're going to overcome that stuff is to go all out every day, knowing that it's gonna take a long time. But the only way that that dream is gonna come true, even over that long period of time, is if you're going all out every day. So literally, a mantra in my life, and I can't, I cannot stress this enough, this is a cornerstone of why I've been able to achieve at the level that I've been able to achieve. Every day, everything I'm doing, I'm asking why can't it be done faster? Why can't I accomplish more right now? That it's not okay to put something off even till tonight. I need to do it right now. Now, you need to get very good at prioritizing because if you try and to do everything right now, you're going to accomplish nothing. And if you're trying to be gimmicky or um, do shortcuts, All of that's gonna fail because none of that is playing the long game. But if ever you're allowing yourself to slow down because you simply are acknowledging that this stuff takes time, I'm telling you, it's never going to work. You've got to go all out. You've got to create momentum. And this is one of those things where I don't, in fact, I'm gonna reach in people's soul and I'm gonna tell you why you want me to say that patience is beneficial. Because patience is easier Waiting for something to happen is easier. It just doesn't take as much energy. And I get it. And I, I wish the world were that way. But the reality is, I think this is, uh, I forget, it's not John Wooden. Somebody, Bradley, I think said this quote, right now, scratch that, starting over. The quote goes like this. Every time you take a break, someone else is working. And when you meet, they will defeat you. It's a paraphrase but that gets you really close and that's the reality of the world you're going to have to be willing to break yourself in half if you have a big dream and you want to make it come true now all of that all of that if what you want is a nice stress-free relaxing life just set it aside forget i said any of that i'm not the right person for you to take advice from be as patient as you want to be because you need no momentum in your life you need only peace and tranquility and there's nothing wrong with that it's just not what I'm prescribing it's not what I'm interested in it's not what I want from my life so when I say fuck patience it's because it's the only way to create momentum you've got to have that hunger and you've got to have a sense of cultivated urgency if you don't cultivate that sense of urgency and ask yourself the magical Peter Thiel question How could I take my 10-year plan and make it happen in six months? That's it. Like, that's the secret. That is how you achieve at the highest level because you're always looking for a way to move faster, to move smarter. This isn't about shortcuts to move faster, to get more done, to be more efficient, to move with that sense of urgency. And if you love what you're doing and you believe in that thing that you're creating this urgency around and it is important to you to create this thing that you're trying to bring into the world, then it is not some torture chamber. It is not some exhausting thing that is draining your will to live. It's energizing. It's giving you more than it's taking away. And that's why I say Fuck patience. Brian M. Hi Tom, what is your advice into presenting a unique identity when it comes to applying for jobs? Thanks. So when going into a job interview one, you've really got to show that you know your shit. Like, I just can't stress that enough. That's the thing, don't bullshit. If you don't know, say you don't know. There's nothing more unnerving in an interview than somebody who you know is BSing you. Say exactly what you know, and if you know it, be confident, and if you don't, say, I don't know that, but I bet I could find out. So really going in and being yourself is I think incredibly powerful because you want to be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. And if you're only trying to present yourself as somebody that you think that they want to see, first of all, you're almost certainly wrong. People are always wrong about what you're looking for in somebody because you never know what that person interviewing is really into and then second it's not sustainable to be somebody else if you're trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not maybe you can like pull it off for a month maybe two months but like if you're gonna be at that job for years then all of a sudden that becomes an absolutely torturous way to live your life so That's why it's not necessarily going to make you the most likely candidate for every job, but it's going to get you the job that you should really have around people that you really wanna be around. But there's no way to know that unless you really be your authentic self. And then hopefully they're doing the same. And then if you do that, then you can actually find a great fit. Michael Richards. I have been working with somebody well-respected in my profession who gave me permission to name drop to further my growth. I feel uncomfortable doing so. How do you network versus? Yeah, no, I read the, how do you networking versus riding coattails is what it actually says. How do you network versus riding coattails? Well, so first of all, if, the real important part of that person is twofold one what are they teaching you that's actually usable so that's the most important and then number two are they actually introducing you to people or are you simply dropping their name because if you're just dropping their name it can help a little bit and it can definitely be social proof which is very valuable but just name dropping unfortunately usually reads is a little bit icky Trust me, I get it. With some of the people that I've had on the show or that I know that I've gotten to know really well personally behind the scenes, I wanna tell people and it just comes across weird. So finding ways to um, do it authentically, post a photo of you guys hanging out. um, If they've given you a piece of wisdom, then saying like, let me tell you what so-and-so taught me. like that doesn't feel nearly as name-droppy as just like trying to bring them up in conversation because if you're passing on a piece of wisdom and you're making them the hero in that, but it just happens to also highlight the fact that you know them, then that's a much better way to go about it. Um, The thing that threw me off, riding coattails... I don't think is ever an effective strategy. And if it's gonna get you anywhere, it's gonna get you to the middle and that sort of best case scenario. The real key is to learn from people, to really take their knowledge and then put it to use yourself. That's what you wanna be doing. Hanging around with somebody that's big in their field is really about learning the things that they learn and getting the connections that they know. And then those connections, if you really are able to bring value, then those connections will be very valuable to you. But if you're not able to bring value, then those connections aren't gonna do much. It might make you look a little bit cooler in people's eyes that you know that person, but if you can't deliver value, then it really doesn't go anywhere and you just become the best friend of somebody and I mean, that person just doesn't go very far. So, um, there's a great quote from our favorite show, The West Wing, which is, do you want to be the guy or the guy the guy turns to? And if you're always pointing at somebody else and trying to name drop and get your juice by being associated with them, you're just the guy the guy turns to. Uh, personally, I want to be the guy. So you've got to cultivate that value in yourself and be able to bring it. All right, Nate Horman, hi Tom, would you be in favor of college students or anyone that may be considering it to take some time off to travel and experience as many new things as they can in order to find themselves? So absolutely but not to find themselves so you create yourself you decide who you want to become but figuring out who it is that you want to become that is something that requires you to encounter a lot of things to experience a lot of life this is kevin kelly's whole notion of don't prematurely optimize I think that some of the best advice young people are ever going to hear is you really want to go out and explore discover new things so that you can find what it is that you find interesting then that's where the discovery process ends and the developing process begins then you begin to create this notion of who you want to become and then you go down the path of becoming that gaining those skills developing mastery in a certain area but first really make sure because you're going to give at least a decade of your life if not more to any one thing so making sure that that's something that fills you up instead of chipping away at you is really really important and the only way to do that is to experience a whole lot of stuff so yeah i i have no beef with taking that time off to go explore and discover new things i think it's incredibly powerful Technos Media. Hey Tom, I was in a relationship where I gave everything I had to help my partner find a passion and help her get hers. Now, after a year of it, I lost myself. How can I find myself again? So, this is really about One, recognizing that it is very okay to focus on yourself. In fact, it only makes sense that you're going to allocate the majority of your time to becoming the person that you want to become. The very simple and albeit trite analogy is that filling your cup up first and then helping others with the overflow is the right way to go about it. Now, the reason that that's trite is because it's so often repeated. The reason it's so often repeated is because it is true. And the way that the human animal works, if you were always giving to other people and never thinking about yourself, then you're going to run into the problem that you're running into now, which is you're always extrinsically focused instead of intrinsically focused motivated driven by understanding the things that are inside of you so you need to turn inward you need to look at that you need to since you're living life from your perspective and having your own neurochemical experience you need to make sure that your life is something that is deeply interesting and intriguing to you for your own sake not simply because um, it will help you help somebody else so it's really a two-fold strategy The whole notion of technique, fulfillment, comes from the following. Building a set of skills that are deeply interesting to you that then serve other people. But first, it has to be deeply interesting to you. So make sure that you're taking the time to figure out what those things are, building that skill set, learning that stuff, experiencing those things that you want to experience because you find them interesting. That's actually going to help you be more useful to other people anyway and that's going to help you go hard enough to develop the skills that are really gonna prove valuable, that are gonna give you that sense of self-worth because you are able to serve and help other people. But it really does have to start with you. It's gotta be something that you're passionate about, otherwise you're just gonna run out of energy. Rao Vibes how vibes, one of the two, depending on if you're Brazilian, what are your thoughts on changing reality with thoughts and repetitions? Will this work or is it just a theory? Okay, so there's no doubt that the way that the brain rewires itself is through repetition. Neurons that fire together wire together, so you very much can create reality. I want to say that um, it isn't unfortunately like the matrix, but it's so close that you might as well think of it like that. But to me that's just a metaphor to get people to understand that you really can influence your your hardwiring in your own brain and you certainly can influence the outside world by gaining a set of skills that allow you to go out and manipulate it. And I'll give you a super easy example. Learning to build a house means you can actually build a house and you can manifest that and turn a tree or concrete into a physical structure. Um, So you can definitely have that kind of influence. You can obviously influence other people by learning about psychology. Um, So all of these things are are very, very possible. And if you've ever seen the way that the neurons in the brain actually wire together, you can actually see video footage of this, pretty crazy. by thinking those thoughts the brain the neurons because they are firing together then begin to actually physically connect to each other and then they get wrapped in what's called uh, myelin which is a fatty tissue which allows electrical impulses to travel more quickly between those two neurons so um, it's a very real phenomenon that's rooted in biology so it's not like this is some mythical thing that you just have to like take people's word on it i mean literally they have filmed this process Um, so go check it out Andrew McFarland, hey Tom, my brother is a disgrace in our family That's very harsh and has struggled with drugs, alcohol, and his life overall. My parents want me to room with him next year in college to help him. Thoughts, whoa. Okay, so I have all kinds of thoughts about this. They're going to be not so popular. So here's the reality. One, I think that saying that your brother is a disgrace is just the wrong step. Meeting your brother with compassion and really feeling for him I think is is the absolute right thing to do, um, to not be judgmental, to let him know that you love and care about him as he is, that your love and compassion is not contingent on him getting his shit together, which of course is what you want to scream at him because watching somebody destroy their life is, is beyond heartbreaking. Now, at the same time, I don't believe it is our responsibility to save anyone else. So help where you can 100%, but dedicating your life to chasing after your brother, to me, does not make sense. Uh, So yeah, personally, I would not do that. I would offer my help in any way that I could, but dedicating my life roommating, rooming with them. If that, if that isn't what I wanted to do, then I absolutely wouldn't do it. If it was holding me back from my goals, then I'm gonna go after my goals and it's ultimately up to them to get their life together or not. Now that doesn't mean that I turn a cold shoulder or anything. If they ask for help, I would give it to them. If they said, I need to crash at your place, I'd let them crash at my place, but I wouldn't go to a different school or uh, room with them if it was hurting my ability to get to my goals. Um, I just wouldn't. So if they're an adult, they need to look after themselves. So. Uh, That is just my harsh reality. So balancing those two, meeting them with compassion, not being judgmental, making sure that they know that you love them, making sure that they know that you'll help them if you can, uh, but then also letting them know that this is their life and they've got to take care of themselves and you're not going to dedicate your life to living their life for them. Um, That's my stance. There you have it. All right. uh, Gonzalo Diaz. Hello, Tom. How can I change my social circle without making my current circle of friends mad? I know I need to change my circle, but I'm afraid to lose everyone. So I don't think that uh, changing your friend circle needs to be dramatic. So I wouldn't go out in a blaze of glory and tell them all that they suck and that you're replacing them. I would just start looking for new friends and spending time with the new friends or if your friend's behavior isn't moving you towards your goals, just spend less time with them. Um, Spend your time reading or whatever habits it is that you wanna cultivate in your life to make sure that you're empowering yourself to be able to go towards the goals that you wanna go towards. Um, But at the same time, like if your friends are holding you back, I don't know, I've never been conflicted about that. I just wouldn't hang out with my friends. It wouldn't be anything dramatic. I wouldn't wish them ill. Uh, They would feel nothing but compassion for me, but they would definitely realize that I was saying that I didn't want to hang out Um, as much anymore and I would definitely uh, I wouldn't lie about it I would just say oh I want to um, read this book or take this class or you know whatever it is I want to go skiing who knows whatever it is that you want to do Um, I would just be honest with them about that and in a totally non-judgmental way but if they don't represent what you want to do with your life and the people that you want to be around um, I get why you don't want to be harsh but I wouldn't have a lot of fear about distance growing in your relationship. There you have it. All right, Kat Lee. If you've been physically bullied in both middle and high school, how do you move on if you keep getting reminded of the pain? So first of all, you're gonna have to be really honest with yourself about what it is that bothers you. And if what it is that bothers you is a feeling of helplessness, the very first thing that I would do is start learning how to fight, man. That, that is just the God's honest truth. And I would do that because it's gonna give you a sense of self-security. Go watch the Inside Quest episode I did with Faras Zahabi. Faras Zahabi. Um, It's amazing. And in that episode, he talks about learning to fight, put him in a position where he could choose to ignore somebody that was trying to bully him or whatever and not be forced to. And I thought that was so powerful that deciding what to, like, if you're turning the other cheek because you know you could whoop somebody's ass and not because you're afraid, uh, that's a pretty powerful thing. And so... Go watch that episode frost is an extraordinary human being so even if you've never been bullied i think you will be blown away by his episode Uh, but that may be the very thing that you need now if the bullying was intellectual in nature or it had to do with body self-image or something like that and wasn't about uh, physical prowess then you're gonna have to address those concerns and the hard truth is man if you don't feel good about you like when i think about what could somebody bully me over Like, people can definitely be mean, but the reality is they usually go after something that is true, and so if I have a sensitivity about the thing they're coming after me and it's true, then I look at, well, is this something that I can address? And there's uh, an amazing quote, I forget who said it, but it goes like this. Never fret over the things that you can change and never fret over the things that you can't change which I hope makes total sense, because if you can change it, do, and if you can't change it, then worrying about it really isn't gonna serve you. So if you're being bullied over something that you have insecurity about, and you could change it, then start changing it, because you have your own insecurity, not because people are bullying you, but because you're actually insecure about it. It doesn't make you feel good, so go and address that thing. And if it's something that you can't change, then. Forget about it, and I will share my own vulnerability with you. My entire life, my ears have been as big as they are now. They're still big, and my head's gotten larger. As a kid, every name in the world you could imagine, people would throw at me about my ears, and I just realized, well, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm not going to get in a twist about it, and so I just let it go, and I stopped letting it worry me. It didn't work me up, so people stopped calling me those names because I just didn't let it bother me. So. If it's something that you've decided, eh, it just is, and I'm not going to let it get to me, then really don't let it get to you. Like, you just have to let it go and have to say, like, that's not something I can change. Or even more empowering, it's not something I choose to change. So if it's not something you choose to change, then you've just gotta let it roll off and you've gotta practice that over and over and over and just have that belief, I'm not gonna let it bother me because it's something I choose not to address. Rad. But because you have that out of, I choose not to do anything with this, then let that be the port in the storm. Let that be the thing that keeps it from bothering you. And if you wanna change it, then actually do the work of changing it because that will make that pain go away. Suddenly people won't be able to bully you about that anymore. Adrian Cubby, hi Tom, how can you build a unique identity without developing an ego around being special, different, or better than others? Okay, so, one, I think that really becoming your own self and wanting to win and wanting to be rad does not mean that you have a raging ego. So for instance, I want to be the greatest of all time. I want to be the best ever at the things that I care about and I'm pursuing. So for instance, I want to be the greatest interviewer that ever lived. Okay. now. That doesn't mean that I think other people are lesser than me or that it makes me a better person because I am good at something. It simply means that's what's important to me. I'm not afraid to compete. I wanna go all out. My competition is healthy. I wanna win, but I don't, I'm don't. i not looking to crush people down. I just wanna win. So if you can focus on that, that you just wanna be the best that you can be, that you wanna explore the very limits of your potential. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. This is a race against yourself. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not looking at other people. And let me tell you, I look at other people I look at their interviews and I look and see who's doing what better than me. Can I get better than them at this, that, or the other? But if I met them, I would legitimately be excited for them and the things that they've done, that they're doing well 100%. But it doesn't mean that I'm not thinking, hey, motherfucker, I'm coming after you. Like, I want to get better than you. I want more followers than you. But my ego, my identity is not tied up in whether I get that. It's tied up in my willingness to learn, my willingness to stare at my inadequacies, recognize where they're better than me, and that I love seeing other people win. So this isn't about me wanting to beat down or see them crush down. It's none of that. It is purely about wanting to explore the very limits of my own potential. So if you can meet people and know that they're better than you in some way at something always and forever, and that every human being has equal amount of worth, then it's just never gonna come across like you've got some sick, gross, gnarly ego. Um, meet people with compassion. Like for instance, man, when I pee, eat m- when i meet people out on the street i am really trying to be extraordinary but i'm so fascinated to meet them and to find out what they're about and what they're interested in that i want to hear from them so I'm not just sitting there waiting for my chance to be cool or say something cool. I, want, I am legitimately interested in them because I have fundamental beliefs about the value of a human being, any human being. And if you can step to people with that and show that you're really interested in them, no one's going to think that you're an egomaniac. So it's very okay to want to be awesome. It's very okay to want to be the greatest of all time as long as you value other human beings just as much as you value yourself. EDM Nomad. Hey Tom, which is the best way to stop procrastinating and start doing the the things move? Doing the things that move you, I'm gonna guess. How do you keep yourself motivated as a young entrepreneur? This is all about identity and actually wanting the thing that you're chasing. Those are huge, so a lot of times I find that people don't want the thing they're chasing. So, like me, in the beginning, I said what I wanted was money, and I wanted it enough that It got me going down the path but the problem was i didn't want it at a deep and fundamental level because as far as money goes there's nothing there to want so you want the thing that money facilitates whether that's Fancy cars, whether that's big houses, uh, whether that's building charities, whatever it is, that's the thing you really want. The money in and of itself is not interesting for most people. For some people, it's like a score on a scoreboard, but even then, really what you wanted was to win. Um, For most people, it really is the thing that you can do with the money. It's not that they want to swim in their money like Scrooge McDuck. So once you understand that that thing has to be so exciting to you, that even on the days where it's boring, it's tiring, you're exhausted, you wanna go out and party with your friends, that when you think about that thing that you're really fighting for, that just thinking about it gets you excited and it re-energizes you. That's when you know that you're on the right path. The other part of this is identity. So you've just gotta be like, I have the shirt that I wear routinely, I'm the type of person that fill in the blank, I'm the type of person that gets out of bed, I'm the type of person that eats right, goes to the gym, whatever the case may be. All of those things are pieces of my identity so that I know that I'm consistent with it even when no one is looking. So my thing, Monday through Friday, if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out. So like this morning at 4 a.m., no one knew what I was doing. Even my wife was asleep. I didn't even let the dogs out of the room yet. So when I say, not a soul was gonna know what I was doing, except me. And because I wanna feel a certain way about myself and because those feelings are so powerful and they are based entirely on how in line you are with what you wanna be. And so in that moment, when I keep working, even though it would've been a lot of fun to goof around on Reddit or to go play video games or whatever, I want to feel a certain way about myself 10 times, 100, 1,000 times more. So staying that course has to do with building that identity, which is based on the person that I wanna become, which is based on what that person would be able to achieve and do to help not only themselves, but other people. Right, working backwards from fulfillment, and you get to that excitement you have in that moment where the options are lay in bed, play video games, or whatever it is that you do to goof off, or do that thing, whichever's more exciting, pursue that. Because here's the thing, procrastinating is oftentimes the key. It's the thing you should be looking at. What do you do when you're procrastinating? Is it something that you could put at the center of your life? Is it something that you can monetize? Not me, it is me. No, it's not me. Um, So that's the key. You wanna be focusing on those two things. Identity, and then is it really exciting for you or not? And by the way, you guys just gotta watch me practice in real time. Who is that? Someone's alarm's going off. For people listening to the podcast, that I'm sure I seem crazy right about now, but somebody's alarm keeps going off. Um, But I just practice in real time, holding on to the two ideas that I needed to remember Remember, all of life is but practice. So take your opportunities to practice where you can. It's super powerful. I was thinking about that this morning. It's all practice, it's all practice, it's all practice. All right. Patrick Rivera. Tom! Three exclamation points, thank you. Simon Sinek didn't help me with how to get a Y. It only seemed to point to start with a Y. Any suggestions? This goes back to one of our earlier questions about exploring your life, finding out what are the things that you care about that really spark interest in you, that you can develop into something but the reality is that ultimately you're just gonna decide that something is important to you. So I decided that nutrition was important to me and then I started thinking about, uh, or sorry, I started thinking about my mom and my sister and how much I wanted to help them and so that was the thing that became like this obsessive loop and then that was the reasoning behind deciding that I was gonna get into new, into nutrition. Uh, the same thing with spending the eight and a half years working with Rashawn as a big brother, and then at Quest having so many employees that grew up hard and really wanting to help create opportunities in their life At some point, I just decided that I was going to make that the central focus of my life. So it's not like it's self-evident at any one point. You just start going, you know, it really makes me feel good helping and doing something like that. It's a set of skills that I really want to develop. But ultimately, you just decide and you say, that's the mission in my life. It's not like there weren't other things you could be doing, but you're just going to pick one. You're going to decide. And then as you're going down that path, if it stops being fun, you're not enjoying it, then you can switch. Um, None of this stuff has to be forever. But deciding and moving like aggressively in a direction that's the only way that you're going to make something happen anna sofia lopez hello from portugal what's up portugal how do i block my mind from the influence of friends and family trying to save me from a bad decision in their perspective pursuing a career thank you tom all right so this is something i see a lot man so people care about you very deeply they just want to see you happy but They're always projecting their own life onto you. We can't help it. Even I do it to you guys all the time. Every bit of advice I'm giving you is because it's the advice that I'm living by. So when people are scared when they're frustrated when they hate their job they're giving you advice from that perspective so you taking a risk um, jettisoning jettisoning safety all the things that they have probably built up as being important enough to um, do a job that they hate and all that stuff they then project that onto you they're not trying to hold you down they want to see you uh, again be happy be successful as they see it so they're trying to protect you but the reality is you've got to understand a couple things, one, that it's okay to fail and that if you really are making a catastrophic mistake, barring brain damage or death, you can unwind it. So it's just not that big of a deal. So if you go down a road that ends up setting you back a decade, let's say now you're a decade behind everybody else, Doesn't matter, you will have learned something in that process, hopefully something really powerful, especially if you have a growth mindset, you'll be collecting that wisdom, figuring out what you don't want, great. The only thing that becomes terrifying is when you have dogma about how you're supposed to live your life and you're so afraid to explore, to try new things, to think in a new way, that you never go try that thing that they're warning you against. So I say if you've got any inclination to give it a shot, give it a shot, what does it really matter? Like, look at your worst case scenario. What does catastrophic failure really look like? Being broke? Your family and friends making fun of you? Okay, sure. Like people telling you, I told you so. It's never fun to hear, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. Like take the lessons, keep moving forward, build a life that gives you fulfillment. So just understand their heart's in a good place. So when people are giving me advice and when they were giving me advice when I was broke and literally had no idea what I was doing, I just listened and thank them for their advice and then steered by what I really wanted to accomplish in my life based on the things that gave me the most energy, that got me the most excited, that led to the most fulfillment, that's it. And yeah, like know that they mean well and so don't get pissed, don't push back, don't fight with them, don't argue, don't try to convince them to see things your way which they are never going to. Just let your actions speak for themselves and always be willing to learn. Maybe they were right and maybe it takes you years to figure that out. So what? That's just the process of life. All right. On that, I have to bid you farewell. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And by the way, we just dropped an episode of Health Theory. If you guys haven't checked that show out, go check it out. I'm way amped. I think this episode really walks an amazing line between talking about diet and nutrition and talking about mindset and getting yourself out of a dark place really, really cool episode with a woman named Cynthia Pasquella. So check it out. I think you guys will dig it. That's Health Theory. It's on the YouTube channel. So be sure to check it out. All right. If you haven't already been to shop.impacttheory.com to get yourself signaling shirts, head over there right now, check it out. And if you haven't subscribed, be sure to do so. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.